Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to let us know what you think at Hashtag Undisputed Live. And right now, it's time to talk Draymond at it again. Time for me to say hello to Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman. And by the way, guys, no matter what I say today, please do not put me in a headlock. As I always say about Undisputed, no punches pulled, but none thrown. Good morning to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Very good morning. Morning. You don't have to worry about me. I don't, I don't have, have to worry about, about you today. Yeah, I know. I no. got you where I want you. Way, way over there in Ohio. Okay. So, last night in San Francisco, before either team had scored a single point, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels got into it. Rudy Gobert tried to separate them, and Draymond Green put a headlock on Rudy and pulled him away. Clay, Jaden McDaniels, Draymond all got ejected. Draymond for a flagrant two. So here's what Warriors coach Steve Kerr had to say about all of the above. No way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, so I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck. And that's why Draymond went after Rudy. Okay. So, after the game, Gobert repeatedly referred to Draymond's actions as quote-unquote clown behavior and said of Steph Curry being out with an injury. Every time Steph doesn't play, Draymond doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can to get ejected. And then Rudy Gobert added, I do hope this league does what needs to be done, meaning I'm pretty sure suspend Draymond. So, Keyshawn Johnson, who is most to blame for all of this? Well, I, 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 well, first of all, the initial the initial attack on Clay Thompson was a bit much there, uh, Skip. I mean, you grabbing a guy, throwing him around a couple of times. Now Draymond, obviously, from a distance, is looking at Rudy Gobert, put his hands on his teammate. I'm all... Uh, I'm 100% with the enforcer. Yeah. He's my enforcer in Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% with protecting my players on my team. I'm not going to sit back and allow somebody to do something to you or Richard Sherman or Michael Irvin if I'm within eyes, distance, arm link to be able to get to him. Yeah. And I know we all want to jump on Draymond because Draymond's history at getting ejected, what Draymond did last year, uh, preseason and training camp that he did to pool. I mean, yeah. so he has a history. So the first thing we want to do is condemn him for the actions. Now, look, it's a fragrant too. Okay, that's fine. He may get suspended a game or whatever. I'm willing to accept that 
based on him protecting one of my star players. Um, you know, and coach, and coach said it right there. When you look at the situation, dude putting his hands on my teammate. Right. I'm not going to sit back and allow that to happen. And Clay's, you know, we would think that Clay is, is well enough to protect himself. But in that situation, I got my dog with me. He gonna, he's going to do it for me. Therefore, I can now go my own way and allow him to step in and lead the charge. So if anything, as far as I'm concerned, it's on Rudy Gobert. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, first off, it was between those two. It was a good little scuffle. They ripped Clay's jersey. I think both of them deserve to get ejected or both of them just get attacked. Whatever you want to do, but it got to be equal punishment to both because they both were involved in it. You can't just sit there and say, oh, Clay Thompson gets ejected and McDaniel gets to stay. I don't, I don't agree with the way they handled that. Now, Rudy Gobert in this situation is 100% wrong. You don't grab, in the middle of a scuffle, you grab your guy. You grab the guy because anything else exactly. you do is incendiary. You, you, grab, you grab our guy in the middle of a scuffle with your guy, it looks like it's two-on-one. And soon as you see that from a distance, regardless of anything that happens, it's going to be you've just reignited the fire for everybody. So if you grab uh, McDaniel and you walk away, nothing else happens. Nobody, nobody gets any extra. Everybody walks away. But the moment you grab a player from the opposing team, then you are sparking the fire. You are throwing gasoline on the fire, and everything that else that happens after that is on you. Like, you, you get mad at Draymond, then don't grab his guy. Grab your guy. That's your teammate. I don't know what your intentions are when you grab my guy, so I'm going to assume that they're malicious, and I'm going to act accordingly. And that's what Draymond did. He was not in the wrong for, for doing that. Like you said, Keith, he is the enforcer on that team. He is the guy that's going to stand up for his guys, and that's what he did. Are you okay that he put yeah, a headlock on Rudy Gobert? Yeah, you do what you got to do. Rudy Gobert, 7-10. 7-10. Seven, seven, well, yeah. Go ahead, Yeah, Keith, Skip, it was, a, it, was a, it was a headlock, Skip, but this was not a – was, it wasn't the chokehold, okay? It wasn't one of those. Yeah. He was not – he was pulling him away from him in the headlock, and as I'll people start to crowd around and everybody's pushing and shoving, yeah. it looks a little bit more egregious than what it really truly is when you break it all the way down, Skip. Now, like Richard just said, you pull your own guy away like CP3 did. What did CP3 do? He went and got Clay Thompson and said, come on over here. He didn't go and grab a, a, a Minnesota Timberwolf. No. He grabbed his own guy. Okay, I got you. I'm going to start from the start. I was shocked because there's there's an out of character behavior here from Clay Thompson. He he doesn't usually play this style of basketball because we barely gotten into the game. Jaden McDaniel said that he was that Clay was chirping before the game, which is not like Clay to chirp pregame. So I don't know if there was some bad blood back and forth, and I can't believe because it's an in-season tournament game that, that players are hyped for it. I, I just don't think they're taking it that seriously. Like, Clay's all into, like, NBA Finals serious mode. But for whatever reason, as you guys point out, as Clay is trying to, to shield Jaden off from, from the missed shot, he reaches and, and grabs him, as Jaden said, by the collar of his jersey and is holding on to the collar of his jersey as he's screening him with an arm bar. Okay, so right there... That's out of character, and it's out of line. And I don't bl uh, blame Jaden for saying, let me go. And then he grabs Clay's jersey as they go up court, and one thing leads to another. I'm with, I forget which one of you said, I think uh, Keyshawn said, 
I, I don't see how you eject both of them for that. That's just a tech and a tech. Jaden threw a punch. Did, did he? Watch it. Okay. Watch it. Is there a punch? Thought? Well, watch then, it. Then watch how, it. Push, right? push, 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 push. Punch coming. Okay. Bang. Wait, wait I see. Yeah, it was a right hand. No, no, it was a right hand. Skip. No, it was a right. It was a right hand. Right as they crossed the the mid court, he he hit him with a right hand. And then throw a left. He hit him with a right hand. Watch it. Watch it. I'm seeing Clay throw a left hand. Look, watch it close, Skip. Mm-hmm. Push, push, push. Push, 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 right there. You see him just trying to lift his arm Punch. up. Look, just look, to watch at the end of that. Watch three. Left hand straight. Left straight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Is there a he punch He went landed? right, then he went left. I don't see a punch. Yeah, he went there. right, then he went left. Watch, watch at the end. Just watch, watch Jaden. Watch it past half court. Here it comes, Skip. Bang. I, I see him lift his elbow you up, keep li- but I don't see a, ha- a, ha- a punch like You a keep looking ball. away right when it happens. I'm looking away right when it happens. I see still. Clay go with his left like he threw a punch. <laughs> okay, but, but they're just, okay, this is just me. I'm old school NBA. I've been watching since the 70s. In the 80s in the NBA, that was absolutely nothing. That, that was play on. Trust me, it was play on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just for, from my perspective, my value system, I'm still giving them both the technical foul. I, I don't see any punches landed, but this is today's NBA. So, right. okay, whatever. Now we get to Gobert comes in to separate. Okay, what's Gobert's reputation in this league? Is he a, a lover or a fighter? He's a lover, right? Just to see, well, come on, let's be, let's be honest about it. Is Rudy Gobert, does he have enforcer in him? I, I don't think so. Draymond does. Rudy, not so much. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's been the knock on Rudy is he doesn't have enough, quote, unquote, killer instinct. So I believe, as the refs concluded, that Rudy was coming into, they, they said he was a peacemaker. That's what they said after the game. Referees. Uh, absolved him from blame because they said he's peacemaking. He's just trying to push them apart, break them up. But you guys don't like it when he's putting hands on both players. No, because he didn't in, put hands on both players. He yep. put hands on the Golden State player. He put yep. hands on Clay Thompson because Jaden McDaniels was already was already gone. They were already separated, Skip. That's the problem. When they're already separated and you're talking about peacemaker, you, you, you weren't needed. You weren't required. Where's Jaden McDaniel when he comes in? He, he's already back. He's at the three-point line. And then you're the problem. You're the reason this escalates further okay. because Chris Paul is coming in to, to try to grab his guy like yeah. he should. And you should go grab your guy. If you want to de-escalate the situation and be a peacemaker, then grab your guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm trying to see what Steve Kerr saw or at least his coaches saw that that Rudy is putting hands around Clay's neck. Is, is he putting hands? The, I, yeah, he, 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 touched him. he touched. I, I can't really he touched. He touched. Yeah, right. No, no, he touched really. him right at right there. You see, I don't you see, see he touches him, he grabs him. No, no, no. He grabs him in a mini chokehold around his neck. He clearly does it right there, right there. You see that? He clearly does pull it. Pull him away. He should not skip. Okay. Touch the other player that's not on his team at all whatsoever. He violated the code. Okay. If the Warriors are about it, which they are. They're going to protect their guy. They're not going to sit back and just allow no. some dude to touch. It's just not going to happen, not in professional sports. No. It wouldn't have happened in the 80s. It wouldn't have happened in the 70s. And you mentioned 70s. Well, hell, I caught the end of the 70s. You know, I didn't, I didn't catch it in the beginning like you, but I caught yeah. the end. And I caught the 80s. And I know the way Detroit beat up Michael. I get it. I understand all of those sort of things. But you cannot 
do what they're doing right there and think you're going to get yeah, away with I, it. I Not going to happen. Just, just remember my perspective. I was covering the game the night that Kermit Washington got a head start, a running start, and hit Rudy Tomjanovich with a straight right to the jaw mm. that nearly killed Rudy Tomjanovich because then I had to go to the hospital and stay up all night covering, like, quote-unquote, death watch because they said they thought he was not going to make it through the night. That's my perspective on the old NBA that the current commissioner <laughs> wants no part of, obviously. Right, because it's it, perception is reality these days, Skip. And these days you don't want to see – Conflict, you know, yeah. you, you don't want to see there's enough chaos in the world. But no. this was a let it, let them play. You're right, Skip. This should have been a double tech. And, or whatever it should have been, it should have been equal. You can't yeah. kick one out and keep one in All at right. the end of the day. I mean, you can kick Draymond out. That, that was a little extra. It, it was a little extra. Okay. I, I get what both of you say, and, and Keyshawn, the, the whole idea of it was a headlock, but it wasn't like a chokehold. It wasn't like he's trying to choke him out. He's trying to pull him away with with arm locked around neck, he's pulling his neck. It's a bad look for the NBA because no, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that is. before. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. But I can tell you this, Draymond, high basketball IQ, he knows who he could sort of get away with that against and who he couldn't. And even though, as Richard said, I, I don't know how tall Rudy is. He's like 7'12 seven, seven, or 14 <laughs> or something, whatever he is. But Draymond knows he can get away with that with Rudy. And there are other players you probably couldn't get away with that with without starting a second fight. You'd have an all-out fight if you tried to pull somebody away with it. See, see, Skip, I think in this situation, it wouldn't matter. It it wouldn't matter if it was Ron Artest. I think in this situation, it wouldn't matter to Draymond because he's trying to protect. No, yeah. no, I, I understand you would have your hands full, but Steven Ron Artest is a major full. enforcer, yeah. a guy yeah. that you probably don't want to do that to. Yeah. But because Draymond is the enforcer on this particular team, he, is. he wouldn't allow. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't uh, uh, grab him by the neck in the choke. Maybe he pushes him and grabs. I don't know, but he's not gonna sit back and watch his teammate yeah. get attacked by somebody. He's just not gonna do it. Yeah, and then when you look at this. As a whole, Skip, you talk about uh, Draymond and, and who he is and the things that he's done. He's a, you know, he's the highest uh, technical foul guy. Ejections yep. in the NBA right now. He's an yep. active player. Yep. I mean, just his history go all the way back to 2016. Yep. And Steven Adams when he kicked him in the groin. It, I mean, you just so it, much it that, in history in with him. Yeah, yeah. He, he kicked LeBron. He yep. will never get the benefit of the doubt from a form of public opinion. And nor should he, based on some of the, his actions and his behavior. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not letting him off the hook at okay. all. But I also understand what he's doing. Okay. Given his track record, should he be suspended? Do you think that will factor yeah, I mean, into it, suspension? It definitely will factor yeah. in, Skip. They'll definitely suspend yeah. him because of his history. Because, yeah. but I don't like what you said earlier, Skip. Where you're like, well, they see Rudy Gobert as a peacekeeper. Everybody's Clay's, like you just said. Clay's not used to this. Yeah, well, not I, used I didn't to, say Clay. the ref said it. Right, I'm but just well, saying that's what they. Well, they they were quoted as saying he was a peacemaker. And I don't like yeah, that. Don't it. go into a situation it. with yeah. preconceived notions because Clay's a peaceful guy. Clay's it a pretty is. peaceful no, guy. That's what I said. And so. Totally when you, out of character. When you go into this situation, sometimes peaceful guys turn war. 
And so you yeah. can't assume, oh, Rudy Gobert's going in there to, to make the beat. No, he's yeah. going into a war to war. So okay. don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt when he's grabbing the opposing team's player. Okay. Now, back to Keyshawn's point about Draymond's history. Since he entered the league, the, the, the actual stat, uh, Keyshawn, is 18 ejections. He has by Man. far the most ejections since he entered the league. On just pure technical fouls, Draymond has 144 since he entered. Guess who has four more than that at 148? Russell Westbrook. I was surprised by that. Really? That Russ has four more, 148 to 144 since Draymond entered the league. Then we all know That's what That's just happened. technicals, though, right? Technicals. Those just are technicals. technicals. Yes. So, yeah, I can see Westbrook getting technicals. Yeah, he's, well, he's got a lot of That's a lot of technicals. But the point is, Draymond has paid $1.5 million in fines. I don't know how you guys would have felt about $1.5 million coming out of your pocket and just fine money that you could have kept if you'd just... Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 of, usually I mean, NBA I, don't find big numbers. I, 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 I like learned that. my lesson a couple times with the fines. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I learned my lesson. We all know what happened with Jordan Poole. I don't know how you guys felt, but at the time, it there's just one line you cannot cross. As mad as you get at a teammate, you, you, you can't go jack him in the jaw. You, you can't go, you know, you can't go lay him out. And Draymond, I don't know what was said. I'm sure Jordan Poole said something that was punch worthy, but you just can't. You, you, you can't cross that line. And I thought it might be the end of the line for Draymond as a warrior. But they finally made a call at the end of the year. Nope, we're going to go forward with Draymond. I thought it would be more trouble than worth going forward. But as you guys know, he has been the guts of this team where he is the enforcer. He's the only physical player on a very finesse-based team. Even the head coach was a finesse player. Remember, he got punched by Michael Jordan. He didn't punch Michael Jordan. He got punched. And the, the team has been finesse maybe to a fault, except for the one guy who, as you pointed out, Keyshawn, he got ejected in what was it, game four. He got suspended for game five. It was mm -hmm. for game four of the 2016 NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. So the, the point is... This team wouldn't have won without Draymond's right. enforcement, without the edge that he brings. Right. There are times I yeah. think he takes the, his edge over the edge mm -hmm. because he tries to play to the, the part of he, he's almost become like a wrestling villain. Like he just goes crazy. That time he got suspended, I mean, uh, ejected back in it was game one two years ago at Memphis first round of the playoffs. And I think we have the the video of it where remember he took a victory lap all the way around the arena here here he is at Memphis, yeah just yeah that crazy. was crazy it's just like it's it's a little bit over the edge to me where you've just kind of lost yeah. it but he he just delights in that he he likes to play that role of the wrestling villain so it, how crucial do you guys think he is to this team? He's, a, he's essential. You, yeah. just, you just said it, yeah. Skip. They're not winning the championships no. without him. So it, it, that's essential as it gets. If, they, if he's not on this team, do, certain, they win, uh, do they win the championships that they won? Well, I don't it, think it, they do. I, and you can make a case they would have won the one in 2016 when they're up three games to one if, if he, he had played. not been suspended. And, right. and I still can't believe you, they suspended you, a starter for a game five of the NBA Finals. But they did because of his track record. You know how this thing goes, Skip. We're going to tolerate you till we don't have to tolerate you. Yeah, I know. In, yeah. in this situation, it's in all sports. You can have a guy 
that is this enforcer, has the energy, is the guy that they look to to do some things, to get them going in the right direction. But the moment that that play completely just slips off where you're no longer a defensive stopper, you're no longer a rebounder, you're no longer the passer that can run the offense, when you're no longer that guy and you're still having these antics at yeah. that point in time, that's when they say bye-bye to you. And you know this, Skip, every single team, not every team, but a majority of the teams in your heyday of the 80s, the 70s, and yeah. even in the early 90s, everybody had one of these guys. I don't care if it was Dennis Rodman uh, uh, or Rick Mahorn Kurt or Rambis. Charles Oakley yeah. or Kurt Rambis. Yeah. Everybody had one of they these guys. Did. They sure did. No, I, I hear you. I just think in the big picture, the way this team is built, that what Draymond did, even though I'm pretty sure he'll get suspended and should get suspended, it will actually benefit the psyche of the Warriors because they're going to love this quietly that he did to your both your points. He did jump in and he put a headlock on Rudy Gobert and said, no, not in my house. Yeah, I mean, right? in a way, they condoned uh, Draymond's behavior when they kept him this year and they got rid of Jordan they Poole. Did. They said, hey. I hear what you guys are saying, yeah. but this is a core guy. So regardless of the fact that he punched he punched Jordan Poole in the face and it's documented, it's on camera. It is. We prefer him and over way, Jordan Poole. Somebody leaked that to the media because that was uh, private man. practice video, man. And somehow it got leaked because I'm guessing, and I guessed at the time, somebody wanted Draymond gone. They, they wanted to ruin his reputation as a warrior. And it almost did. But to your point, no. Nope. I, I just really want to know what Jordan Poole said yep. to him to right. get him to do this. And I'm not talking about just this moment. Something led up to this. I agree. Yeah. Something, yeah. right? Something. But I, I just want to know what that something is. But yeah. I also say this, Skip. It's curious that the reaction to this is much different than the reaction to, to Jordan punching Kerr. Like, much different than the reaction. Well, nobody that, knew about it at the moment. It, it, took, it took a while to come out and see. Even when you knew book. about it, you weren't sitting there like, like, oh, man, Jordan needs to get Jordan's reputation. You're like, man, Jordan's a competitor. Yeah, but, it was a, but, but, even, but, but still, though, we first of all, we didn't have the video. No. We didn't see didn't it. See it's it. a different world now. Yeah. And for all God's sake, man, that's Michael damn Jordan. I understand. Ain't nobody going to say that to MJ. I, 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 I'm understanding. MJ. But I'm saying somebody getting put. That's why I tell you. That's why I tell you, Keith. You keep acting like this social media age ain't different and, and shouldn't be treated different. It should be treated different. And the players yep. should be be given more, more leeway now. Because back in the day, you just... They were doing a lot of the same things that just weren't getting caught on camera. And so now you're like, well, it so was it wasn't you, just bad. So why should you get leeway? Why, why should you get leeway because it's caught on camera? Why, why would I give somebody leeway because it's caught on camera? Because you've you given leeway to the guys that— You're not punishing— You're punishing these guys, You're overanalyzing these guys. You're punishing Michael Jordan. You're overanalyzing these Jordan. guys is what I'm saying. The yeah. Social media allows you to overanalyze guys, and it's overanalyzed, over-scout, uh, over over-freaking-criticize. And so now guys have to deal with the scrutiny, over-scrutinized. So when you make mistakes, you got to deal with yeah. 87 people watching all 22. You got to watch, and everybody got to watch this Draymond video and rewind it, slow-mo it, do this. You didn't have to deal with that. No. And yet, by the way, when I first read that Michael had punched Steve Kerr, I thought, come on, Michael, you're better than that. Pick on somebody your own size. And then I continue to read that he also, in practice, punched Will Perdue, a seven-footer out of Vanderbilt University. So he picked on somebody <laughs> a little taller than him, just for the record. He went to, he went to, he went to Vandy, Skip. Yeah. <laughs>
So you're saying he's soft because he went to Vandy? <laughs> That's what he says. I, I, I didn't. You said it. I didn't okay. say okay. it. Well, nobody ever accused Richard of being soft going to little Stanford, right? Little Stanford? What are we talking about? This is private school yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they Palo Alto, yeah. out on the farm. I don't know. Skip, it ain't where you, where you uh, went to school waiting. and where you're from. That's why they ain't going stuff. Bingo. I'm, yeah, just, I'm just waiting to get one of those words from Richard I can't spell. You know, I just <laughs> like want one of those. Antiquated. <laughs> you wanted it to be antiquated so bad, Skip, but no, antiquated. I like it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits It brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. The Lakers climbed to six and five last night here in L.A. by crushing Memphis by 27 points. Keyshawn Johnson, you and Richard, both lifelong Laker fans from L.A. Are your Lakers back on track? No, we're not. Look, man, unlike unlike you and Michael, we don't take pride in beating teams under 500. We just don't gloat over that like y'all. It's a win. Nobody in our starting unit played over 30 minutes. It's a W for us. In the end, it's good to get a W because we want to pile up as many wins as possible. But it's not this, oh, we're right back on track. We're rolling now. No, we still got some building to do. It was good to see that they were able to get a win and take care of businesses against a team that's not very good right now without John Morant. That, mm. That's the way that I look at it. I'm not about to jump up and down. You're not going to see me celebrating and running around as if it's a ticker tape parade that's getting ready to go on in a couple months. No, it's, that's not the case. I'm glad that they played the way they played. I'm glad they did what they did. But I also look at the, the reality of it. It was the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Look. Like, it was the Memphis, much like I try to tell them, Richard, it was the Giants. It was the Patriots. Be honest with yourself and you'll be okay. And that's what I have to be is I have to be honest with myself. This was not a win over Denver. This was not a win over Phoenix or Golden State or Boston 100%. or the 76ers. This was a win over the Grizzlies. Mm. Hey, look, Key, Key, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I, we got 17 banners hanging. We, we, we got to, you know, this is a win we expected to win. But... I've been watching the Lakers for a very, very long time, my whole life. Eldon Campbell, Vladi Divac, Nick Van Exel. The last couple years, we the gimme games weren't gimmies. No. And and they haven't been gimmies. So 
I was very excited, not just not for the just win and, and how convincing it was, but because the weakness of our team was the strength yesterday. We shot better from three than we did from two. Yep. 62% from three on 35 shots, an NBA record. You telling me the team coming into this game with one of the lowest three-pointers made percentages in the league comes in and breaks a record for threes and sets the franchise record, ties the franchise record for three-pointers made. Um, Rui Hachimura, three for three. Wow. Uh, uh, Austin Reeves, four, four for four. four. Uh, I mean, you talked about the much maligned. The, the, we talked about Cam Reddish was three for five. Cam Reddish in that corner is deadly now. Ever since he missed that one, the game winner where LeBron dished it out to him, made the right play, and he missed, he has been lights out from three-point. Mm. Three-point land. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited because LeBron didn't have to play heavy minutes, like Skip was saying early in the season when he was averaging 38 minutes a game. We got to rest him for majority of that second half because we got a back-to-back tonight versus a very good Kings team. Um, and, and so I love to see our team improve. We played better. Jackson Hayes had a really solid game. The complimentary pieces – Played well yesterday, and that's what we need to see more of. Mm. Richard, I think Keyshawn was celebrating last night behind closed doors. He just doesn't <laughs> want to admit it publicly. <laughs> am I right? Like, what, am, what am I celebrating? I understand what Richard is saying. Yes, they've lost to bad teams in the past, but they are a much better team this year. In the take care of business against the Grizzlies, I don't need to go down a long laundry list. Yeah, 62% from three. That's great. I hate to bring up the Dallas Cowboys, but I have to in this situation. Obsessed with they them. threw the ball all over the lot against the New York Giants. Are they going to do that against the Eagles and score touchdowns? Are they, they going to do that against they the Niners? The quarter. That, that's, are they going to do that against Detroit? That's the way that I look at things. I, I look at it and say, hey, are the Lakers going to hit 62% against the Kings? Are, they gonna, are people going to lag off on them and allow them to have shoot-around to, tonight? Are they going to have shoot-around tonight? And if that's the case, and they hit 62% or 60% or 55%, now I can get excited. But I can't get excited, manufacture fake excitement against the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. I just can't do it. So, Keyshawn, help me out. Because this was just the quote-unquote giants, as in Memphis, because it wasn't Boston and it wasn't Phoenix and it wasn't Golden State. How do you explain LeBron's reaction after he made a second early three? If we could see this, he made a second three, and he he looked pretty excited about it to me. I was actually watching the Clippers a little more carefully, but he makes that, and and he's backpedaling. He's going crazy. He, he, He... Look at this. He's doing the because the dude on the sidelines. He's doing. I got ice line. in my veins. But the, the dude on the court was talking smack all okay. game long. He's not got the dude ice in on my the court veins. was talking. But the guy on the court was talking smack to him. So okay. he just let me know. Uh, That's how I explain it. Okay, but because when he did it, I'm like, LeBron, save it for somebody who matters. This team's two and nine. No, no, Memphis. he was talking. He was talking to the fans. He wasn't talking to the team. Yeah. Talking to the fans, look, Skip. Look, nice try, buddy. I'm it looked a, like he was showboating to me, Keisha. I'm excited. I'm excited as a Laker fan. I don't know about y'all. D'Lo went six of eight from three. That, that worked. Played a really good game. Didn't have to play heavy minutes. He played, I think he might have played, him and Austin Reeves might have played the most minutes, 27 and 29. Yep. But Austin Reeves is coming into his own. He's starting to look like he did in the playoffs. Everybody said he got the money and he, he folded up and he mailed it in. He was 16, 12, and seven. 
And so that's where I find solace. We have not been a great three-point shooting team regardless of who's out there. Shoot, I don't know if we was great in shoot-arounds at some days because it didn't matter if we were wide open or not. So I find confidence that LeBron was our fourth leading scorer in this game, played 23 minutes, and we won by 27 mm. because the rest of the guys stepped up and played well. Mm. So, Richard, well, are you concerned? Well, the great thing about Austin go, go Reeves, ahead. though, yeah. is Austin Reeves, Skip, is in a position that he belongs in, which is coming off the bench. He belongs in that spot. He Because we, as the Lakers, in my opinion, gave him too much too fast. And then he goes and he plays in the summer. He's probably better coming off the bench because ever since he's been coming off the bench, his game has changed. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they, they started starting him in the playoffs last year, and it started to work. He, he measured up to it, right? That's why they gave him yeah, all but that there's a but there's a different, but there's a different book out on him now than it was last playoffs. Yeah, well, which is, yeah go ahead. Well, you, you, you talk about you need a defensive guy next to D'Angelo Russell. And so when you got two offensive guards, you know, who aren't going to, you know, they're not that they're terrible on defense, but they're not stoppers. So when, when you need somebody stopped, you need somebody. Cam Reddish is the guy you're going to use to, hey, get in the corner, make threes, play a three and D wing who's going to play defense on the opposing team's best guard yeah. or best wing. And that's what he's been. And I like that. That guy is actually Jared Vanderbilt, who still has not been able to play yet for your Lakers with some kind of foot injury. All right, so, Richard, are you worried about fool's gold from three because you came into this game, you've been worst in the whole league for much of the year. You were barely second worst in three-point shooting coming into this game to Charlotte, just a tick above Charlotte. And all of a sudden, you go crazy, as you just detailed, 22 of 35, 63%. Are you sure that's just not an aberration oh. one night? Oh, it, it, it could easily be, Skip, yeah. but I'll take an aberration. I'll take us not being terrible for a night because that's good. that percentage is going to increase. But what I like about this game the most, Skip, is that it gives the Lakers the confidence that when we have a team that is bad, we beat them bad. We are better than this team. We should show we are better than this team, and that's what we did. Hey, when you got open shots, knock down open shots. And this is without, this is, like you said, without Jared Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, and we are still playing th- those guys that we need to step up. Max Christie hit the last three-pointer of the game. Did. They stepped up in a big way, and they played really good minutes. So this is about building confidence and building championship winning habits. Even if it's against a bad team, you're building good habits. Yep. I want to see these habits against Sacramento tonight. And remember, in that same building, did you watch Memphis lose in by 27 last night? They just beat the Clippers. They beat the Clippers in that same building, the same team. No John Morant. They beat them. I don't know how that happened. but I don't know. That's kind of crazy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. 
and while scoring deals up to five times faster. It's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Our man Michael Irvin, one of Dion's closest friends, brought up the possibility on Monday's Undisputed of Dion to Texas A&M. Dion was asked yesterday about the A&M possibility and said of any other job speculation, I don't hear that. Here's what Dion said he tells recruits and their parents. <laughs> I tell them what I told them when they came. I'm here. I'm here. Like I, I tell them my mother's here. My sister's here. My dog is here. My daughter's here. Both the, three of my sons are here. My other daughter comes at, during every home game. We're here. I get mail here. Claim taxes here. Pay taxes here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I don't hear that. I don't, I, don't, I don't hear that. Maybe our recruiting staff hears it, but I, I don't hear it. I'm too honest, not, you know, with parents, and I'm, I'm going to tell them the truth. I love Dion. Keyshawn, what do you make of Dion's response? I mean, I, I like everything. I don't necessarily like. I don't hear it. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe he doesn't pay attention to what he hears. Maybe that's it. Because clearly, you the hottest thing going. So yeah. you got to hear it. I mean, you can ignore it. It's just hard for me to think that his kids, his 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 family's not like, oh, pops. Uh, you know, AM, we hear an AM. You know, you you hear some rumblings. He's just probably not paying attention to it. If he loves Colorado and he feels a certain way about Colorado, it is important, as he said, he's everybody to move to Colorado. So to keep moving every other year to a different state, that's a lot on your family. Both me and Richard and you too, to a degree, Skip knows about moving around because you don't work at every damn outlet that there is to work at. And me and that's Richard done play for multiple teams. Yeah. So, no, that's very true. I could, I got a whole list of all the places you work. But you, you move around, you don't want to put that type of pressure on your family. So to that degree, yeah, I understand exactly what, what Coach is saying. But what I will say, as we always talk about, Skip, sometimes you, you do listen, though, right? And they get the calling, and they get the calling, and they get to the bothering you. Because if they really want you, and you are their guy that they want, mm -hmm. they will figure a way to pry, how to pry you away from your existing job. Yep. It's not like it's not like the contracts that we may be under or the NFL contracts. It's not like that. It's a certain buyout, and Dion's not making forty million dollars a year, so his buyout is not going to be crazy that the people in A&M can absorb the buyout. It's about, is he willing to even have the opportunity, give you the opportunity to listen? Is he willing to? Because once he listens, it's hard for them to walk out of that room without that catch. That's just my opinion. 
I believe he wants to stay in Colorado, but I just know, man, when when coaches are listening to certain things and promises are being made and and you can change assistant coaches' lives because now all of a sudden your assistant coach goes from making X amount of money to this amount of money. And then, you know, you got your kids there, but is it a situation where maybe he gets a waiver from the NC2A to move his kids? I, I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to say that he won't listen to the opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to Prime because Prime is, like he said, an honest dude and an honest guy. And he's going to be honest about this. He's not going to listen. And he's, he's a guy who doesn't really pay. He's not, he's not as worldly as people really give him credit for. I, the first time Prime left the United States and went to a foreign but country, Richard, but Richard, I was there. Just because you the listen don't mean... No, you're not going to listen. Though, just you, but just because you listen don't mean you're not being honest. It, it's if just, he's saying it's, he's it's, not it's, listening, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's not listening. If he's saying I don't hear it, I, I'm going to say, so if you're saying he's listening, when he's saying he's you, not listening, you're saying he lies. How could you not hear it? It's all over the country. How could you not hear it? There's name? a lot of things people don't hear. You, you, just because it's in your lens and it's in your prayer, prayer view, it doesn't mean it's in everybody else's. I think that Dion I, I is... Love, Prime is my man, too. I love Prime like a brother. Right. But there's no way you're going to tell me that the volume is at 10 and you don't hear it? I'm going to tell you that because he just told me that. I'm going to speak what he spoke. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to speak for him and, and, and put words in his mouth or put things in his life that he says aren't there. I'm going to say his sons are there. He doesn't want his sons to go to the National Football League yet. He's promised his sons, we're going to make it to a national title, us, together. Me, us, we going to a national title game and we doing it at Colorado. So why would I listen to anything else that's not that? I'm going to put all my energy into getting the best players and the best things so that I can give my sons what I promised them when they were young kids. This has been a dream of these guys for a long time. I'm not sure. No, I'm not, say I'm, not, I'm not saying he's going to abandon his kids. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you if, look, when teams come calling these coaches, man, and they, these organizations call these coaches, they're relentless on getting them on the phone so to try to persuade them no matter what the circumstances is. Shiloh along with Shadur, you look up, man, and, and, and they'll make it happen to the point. Remember, there's a portal and there's transfer rules. Just like those kids left to go to Colorado, they can leave Colorado to go somewhere else at some point in time if they choose to do so. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I'm not going to be oblivious and think that the – AM people that may try to get the prime will not try their hardest to get one of the hottest coaches that knows what he's doing that can turn his program around and give them that notoriety that they so, so desperately are seeking in the SEC conference. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Okay, Keyshawn, quick point of order about what you said about me. Yes, when I was in the newspaper business, I moved a number of times. And every <laughs> single time I moved, I made more money. Okay, Not skip. one time was I ever fired any Talk about it. I made more money. Yeah. In the last 20 I years. I said you was fired. last 20 years, I worked at two <laughs> networks, ESPN and FS1, and I moved and I made more money. Talk about it, Hey, I'm just telling you. Okay, so to your point about... Prime, 
I'm with Richard about right now in his heart of hearts, he is committed body and soul to mm-hmm. Colorado. I, be- I yeah. believe that too. Okay. But I know Let how go. it goes okay. when people call. Okay. At some point, somebody might call and make that basic offer you just cannot refuse. And it will feel right, but it's not right right, right now. now. Texas A&M is yeah. wrong place, wrong time for Deion Sanders because – I that still be believe true. This. Having been there with you guys and, and been at Colorado, having had a couple of little side conversations with Dion, I truly believe he thinks it's like Michael Irvin says, it's heaven, man. It is beautiful. It is breathtaking. It has a strong fan base. They've sold out every game for a team that's going to go four and eight or whatever they're going to finish. And yet the point is they got it going straight north as fast as you can go. They're going to be bigger than the Denver Broncos at some point, because if they're not already, Broncos are starting to show some signs of life. But the point is, I think he can win national championships with an S on it, plural, at Colorado. I believe he can do that. And again, it feels like his kids all love it there. It feels like his mom really loves it there. Remember, he's got a daughter who's playing basketball at Colorado. So so you you got three kids playing sports at Colorado and the two of them could go to the NFL now and I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to come back and they're going to be really good next year. So r- right here yeah. right now everything he said, remember he's got to preserve his recruiting. You you right. can't you can't say, "Yeah, I'm I'm open. I'm right. I'm, I'm all comers." Yeah, you can't but, say but, but skip. You but skip. You you are essentially without using this word for word like me you're saying the same thing yeah. I'm saying, yeah. which is at some point, somebody is going to come a calling right now today yeah. as we sit with two more games to go and potentially a bowl game and recruiting right now is not the right time. No. He has family in Colorado. He has all of those things. Yeah. But what I will say. When you start listening, and you know this, Richard, so don't even try to act like you don't know it. You know when you start listening to somebody telling you something, boy, you start really listening. And they go in there and they say, hey. He's not going to listen. Got, That's what I'm saying. So it's a top four. They have the top four roster in all the college football. Why uh, Jimbo Fisher can't turn that roster around and win with it? I have no idea. Good but question. when you start listening to that and you start hearing certain things, you, you, it's only human nature, man. It, but it's not. He's not going to listen. That's what I'm saying. So that, what I'm saying is we're having a pointless okay. conversation about it because why would he listen when you yourself described to us the transfer portal rules? His kids cannot transfer again. He's telling you. Unless they got a waiver and it was I'm extreme always, circumstances. Right. They don't have extreme circumstances. You know, they would be leaving because their dad yeah, left. It, it, that's not a good enough reason yeah, to I get understand. a transfer waiver. So I, I, I understand. So that's what I'm, what I'm saying but, is but, he, he he has to make sure that he doesn't lose recruits or lose people he's having conversations with in the transfer yes. portal. So he's not uh, hearing yes. any of that. I'm focused on giving my kids the best chance they can to win a national championship here. And that means making sure that every recruit I'm talking to, every trans, potential transfer kid I'm talking to understands that I am concrete, 10 toes down, foot in the ground in Colorado, and I want you to be here with me. I'm not lying to these parents. As he should, though, Richard, he should do that. And I applaud him for doing that. But I know, and I've been around enough coaches, and so are you, in families and all sorts of stuff. When they pick up that phone, even though they don't want to pick it up, and they hear somebody on the other end talking, you're listening. You're just listening. He's not picking it up. He's not picking up the phone. 
Okay. There's no reason for him to pick what? up the phone if he's uh, if he's not leaving. You're saying he is is potentially it. if he's listening. He's saying I, I could potentially it. leave my kids at Colorado and go to another opportunity. No, I'm saying no, that's not the that's man. That's not I know. what he's saying. That's not that's, that's not 100 what he's saying. What he's saying if he's answering oh, the phone. No, it's not. Man, they, they, these boosters and these athletic directors, as you know, Skip, are relentless. They go for what they want, regardless. I, I, if them dudes will sit in Colorado till he meets with, that's all I'm saying. So I'm not willing to just, hell, they'll go to the NC2A and figure out how to get their, his kids over there. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I, I think we're doing semantics here. Is, is it possible that A&M would get word to Dion through a third party that, hey, we're willing to give you $30 million a year? That, that could happen. But I, I think Dion's not listening to that. Uh, th th he, he would hear it, but he would not respond to it. He is. I, I just think our all all three of us agree he's going to be at Colorado next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I do because as I said, as I said, I don't know yesterday, the day before, whatever it is, Colorado is moving into the Big Twelve Conference. They will have a different pool of money to give yep. to the assistant coaches as well as Dion if they need to. Yep. So that won't be a problem. He doesn't have, so. he doesn't need he doesn't need 19 million dollars a year. Colorado can push his number up to the point where he's not even looking at that. Plus his kids and stuff is there. But I'm not going to be oblivious to think that those people aren't going to try to poach him if if that's on their radar, we don't know if if Texas A&M is really on their rate his radar. You know how? Come on, man. You 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 from the Texas area, from that part of the world? They ain't just jumping up and down to go get no Dion just because it's Dion. There's a lot of other factors that go in there. I mean, you know, with these boosters, these big money dudes. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta pay attention no, I, to that as well. You do. No, I I got it. But I I think we all agree that what Dion said yesterday it's was like, gospel. It was gospel. Yeah. 